Welcome to the True Podcast where we take a no-holds-barred approach to life. From personal anecdotes to professional advice, Ryan Dement offers an unfiltered look at life's challenges that you can't get anywhere else. Let's get to it. Here is your host, Ryan Dement. All right, guys, welcome back. Ryan Dement here, True Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. We're back for part two infrastructure bill, borrow, print, spend, and how it's going to affect your pocket. If you're a small business owner, stay tuned because I'm going to tell you about $31 billion that's going to be taken away from you. We'll see you on the other side. All right, guys. Section 90007 specifically deals with the EIDL program or the economic uh, disaster loan program that is out there. And it specifically states, and we all knew this was coming, but you know, it's sad that we're going to take money away from you and I. Um, it's rescission of COVID-19 appropriations. Section A talks about how much they're going to be taken away from the loan program, which is $13.5 billion. And Section B is 17.5, call it $17.6 billion. That's going to be taken away from the targeted EIDL advance. So for you guys that are small business owners out there, just like me, and if you haven't heard my story, I'll link to a, another podcast, but basically short short story of, of, of what we've struggled with, it took literally 18 months for us to ever see a nickel or a dime from the EIDL program for grants because they always considered us a developer. And they said real estate developers that move dirt, it doesn't matter if you're buying empty lots or not, uh, don't count and cannot get these funds. Well, after going all the way uh, up the food chain, we got that changed uh, several months ago, uh, and now we're battling on the EIDL loan front. So I don't know if it's going to be too late or not. We'll see. But for you guys out there that are still battling, keep battling. If you're in the process, you've already applied, all of those funds will still be available from what the bill says. It says unobligated balances from the amounts made available under the heading of Small Business Administration Disaster Loan Program. So that means any application that you guys have put in already, leave it there. Keep fighting because you can get those monies. Do not give up, guys. This should be one of the things that they shouldn't be taking money away from. Small businesses, have we not freaking struggled enough for the last 24 months? Now we're fighting inflation. Now we're fighting a, a worker shortage. I mean, we've got so many things against us. How do we stay in business if we can't get any type of help? So we rather take $31, $30 billion away from small businesses and put it into pork programs. Because you got to remember, only $433 billion is going towards infrastructure and it's $1.2 trillion. So you're over $600 billion in pork that's out there. And that's just too much. And I'm going to get into a couple other ones that I want to share and some teasers. But the biggest thing is, guys, don't give up on this. 
Continue to fight for your money. You deserve it. Stay in the loop. If I can help you, reach out to me, ryan at truevest.co. Email me, and I'll help you as much as I can. All right, guys. The, the next section that, that really uh, drew me to it was section 13002, National Motor Vehicle Per Mile User Fee Pilot. Oh, is this a doozy. So high level, they're supposed to put together an advisory board that will tell the entities in Washington, Congress, the House, uh, Senate, whatever you want to say, all th- Senate and the House, um, that we need to start charging people uh, a per mile tax. And they define what a commercial vehicle is. They define what a light truck is, what a medium heavy duty truck is, passenger motor vehicle, and then what the per mile user fee, the term. But the the bill basically says um, it's a pilot program and it's volunteer participants only initially. But the interesting fact that comes out of this is the secretary of transportation has a, a, pit, a bit amount of time to put together this this group of people that will be part of this advisory board and then this advisory board will not consist of everyday users like you and i it, it's going to be uh individuals or i should say um entities that more than likely are going to benefit from uh, this tax being passed. In the bill, they're using the tax as a guidance for being able to um, being able to keep the roads and bridges or infrastructure fa- from falling apart. And sorry, guys, I don't know why I'm having lost for words. I need more brain juice. I need more coffee. Um, but the thing that they are trying to get to is the highway trust fund that's been around since I think 86 or 87. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but they want to continually to keep the money in that fund. So we always have money to repair roads and bridges and so forth. Totally agree. The challenge is you and I are not going to really have a say on how this program is going to roll out other than being test guinea pigs. But for you to be a test guinea pig, you're going to have to have uh, an onboard diagnostic device put on your car, truck, whatever. Um, You're going to have data collected by your automaker. So that'll be put in there. Um, Your, your driving information will be shared with your car insurance company. And then it says in section E, this is a subsection E of this whole thing, data from the states that received a grant under section 6020 of the FAST Act, public law 114-94 as in effect or as in effect on the day before the date of the enactment of this act, uh, supposedly now they're going to start sharing state data based upon that. And then... Subsection F, motor vehicle data obtained from fueling station. And subsection G, any other method 
that the secretary considers appropriate. And then, of course, it leaves it to the secretary on the coordination and collection collections uh, of data and where it's going to go. Um, but basically, there really there really isn't uh, a time frame on when they're going to put this board together um, and be able to put it in place. So, how long is this going to take? I can't tell you, but I can tell you it's going to consist of State Department of Transportation, any public or non-profit entity, uh, representatives of the trucking industry, I totally agree, data security experts with expertise in personal privacy, we'll see how that goes, academic advisors and experts, oh yeah, that's what we need, consumer advocates, we'll see where that goes. Owners of motor vehicle fleets, owners and operators of toll facilities, tribal groups or representatives, or any other representatives or entities as determined appropriate by the secretary. So, recommendations no later than one year after the date on which the advisory board is established. Well, if you don't establish the board for six months to a year after you sign the bill... You're talking at least two years, if not three years down the road. Well, guess what? You'll have a new administration in, in at that point, and who knows where that goes. So the, the challenge here is we're going to continue to do these things within this infrastructure bill, spend the money, but really have no end result, especially in this section, because in the real grand scheme of things, um, this is going to cost $10 million per year for the next five years. So $50 million. Is it a lot? Yes. It's $50 million that can go to somewhere else, but they're going to see if they can get this to work. I have, uh, uh, an inkling. I, I just basically have this, this sneaky hunch that, they are not going to get this to the finish line. This is going to hit resistance because people are not going to want to pay more taxes, especially uh, after paying $5 a gallon at the pump. And if you dig into this section a little bit deeper, they're really trying to target anybody that's running a gas combustion vehicle. They're, they're really excluding anybody that is driving an electric vehicle or a, or a carbon vehicle, a carbon neutral vehicle, I should say. So this will be interesting to see. All right, guys, last but not least. This one is, is interesting. I, I agree that it is a problem, but it's not a problem that we should be taking head on we've got some bigger problems on our own shores first to worry about it's section 40436 a study on impact of forced labor in china on the electric vehicle supply chain so basically it says in a nutshell not later than 120 days after the date of the enactment of this act the secretary in coordination with the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Commerce, shall study the impact of forced labor in China on the electric vehicle supply chain. That's it. 
It doesn't, it doesn't give you any more information or anything else whatsoever. So, yes, forced labor anywhere is wrong. But we have our own problems on our own shores that we have to take care of. Like, we have, we have illegal immigrants, migrants coming to this country in droves through the southern border. Why can't we address that first? We have veterans that are homeless, that have uh, mental challenges and need physical mental help, and we can't give them help. We have states where they have homeless people living in encampments that are being run by the cartels, and you've got people sitting in these encampments, encampments with widescreen televisions on generators. We have issues on our school fronts. We have a divided country, whether you're on the left or right. We don't have anything going on in our shores, and we have to worry about a study on forced labor in China. How about all the forced labor in China that is doing work for Nike and the big brands over there? We don't ever call them out. That's just a bunch of crap. And our hard-earned money is going to go towards this. When do we become the primary focus of what's going on with these bills instead of all these special interest pieces? I just don't get it. I've never, I've never gotten politics. I never will. It's a necessary evil, but I just don't play in the arena. I don't... I, I, I can't agree with either side because either side has problems. I can agree on certain topics either way, but at the end of the day, politicians are out for themselves. They're looking to get reelected. They're looking for the cushy jobs after the fact. I've always said that, and I always will. But this is a bunch of, of crap. It really is. And not to get in you know, too far down the road, but there's a couple sections on Amtrak, and one of them is the government taking over Amtrak's spending habits, literally says spending habits, and they're going to manage their spend better to where they can get them out of uh, the hole and be able to start turning a profit. Now, is that ironic or what? The federal government is going to get Amtrak out of a hole and have them start becoming a revenue producing entity. I'd like to see that one happen. I like to see whoever takes that on uh, and actually does something with it. Because at the end of the day, the federal government doesn't know how to spend properly and balance a checkbook or balance a, a budget or work with a PL. It's just a it's a free for all. And to start throwing this money around like it's no big deal is is insulting and there are some people they're like oh who cares you know it's it's only money we'll just print more money do you not realize you print more money you devalue the dollar and this is part of the equation of inflation but no one one side of the aisle thinks inflation is because there's too much demand going on there's more than that going on here there's supply chain issues We've flooded the market with funny money. The 
Federal Reserve has been buying billions of dollars of assets on a monthly basis and pumping that money into the system. What part don't you guys see in Washington? And I say you guys, I'm talking about the politicians, that inflation is not caused by demand. It's caused by the funny money that we're inflating the market with. And now we've got, we have the dollar being crumbled. Returns are sucking. And everybody's feeling the pain, but there's nothing to see. This is not going on. This is transitory. And this bill is paid for and free. That is a bunch of crap and everyone knows it. And it's starting to show up and people are talking about it. And when when do our friends in Washington, D.C. become hip to it and say, oh man, I got to change my messaging or I got to do something about it? Because at the end of the day, you're not in office forever and you'll be voted out of office because of your lack of action. So why not get smart and stop having uh, a blinder on and start understanding that the American people are struggling and we need some help. And the only way you're going to give us help is getting rid of this crazy, funny money spending, especially when it's free. It's free. That's a bunch of hooey from St. Louis. You don't even have half of the bill paid for yet. And who knows how much is coming out. We are going to pay for this bill, you and I. And it's not going to be pretty for the future Americans because they're going to have higher taxes. Just doesn't make sense. I'm all about infrastructure. And if the the funding, if the bill was for $433 billion for infrastructure and we had $433 billion in uh, coverage, I'd be all for it. But this is a $1.2 trillion bill that's going to cost three or four trillion over a 10-year period, there's no way to pay for it. Someone give me the math and show me how that's going to work and box it for me and it actually is not funny accounting, I'll buy in. All right, guys, enough of my rant. I hope you guys like the podcast. Like, share, comment, please. We're growing on a weekly basis. I'm thankful for, for you guys listening on a weekly basis. I'm trying to get out more than one episode of a week. It's just been tough, but I will I will do my best. I will get one out Wednesdays and one over the weekend. Uh, if I can get something out in between, I will. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have those conversations. It is okay to disagree. It is okay to have different opinions. We have to learn to reach across and shake somebody's hand that we don't agree with because it's healthy And it will get us back in a place to where we can have conversations that matter. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you guys on the other side.